0: Welcome to another inspirational teaching from Faith Family Church. For more information about our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv. That is a Christian hip-hop artist. His name is KB. I love his music. It's really good. But I I started listening to that song a while ago, and uh, it really hit me when I was given the opportunity to do this. Um, It says, let it rain, open up the floodgates of heaven. And, you know, speaking with people, I think I have to stay here, speaking with people over the um, last couple weeks about their expectations going into 2021, there were some people I spoke with that they felt like when that clock hit, you know, midnight, that things were going to magically change, that they were going to wake up Friday and ah, uh, COVID's gone, got my job back, business is going well. But, you know, that's not the reality. I understand the expectation of looking forward to the new year, looking forward to something new, putting the old behind us. But a lot of it has to do with what work you're willing to put in, what your perspective is, and what you are going to focus on. So, that song, thank you, thank you. I told you I need a little amens in here. So, uh, so that song allowed me to think about, you know, what, what I want to focus on, what I would share with you going into 2021 to make it a year that will look different than 2020. And um, I was talking to somebody. We had the opportunity to go to my stepdad's family's. Uh, they have a piece of property up in um, Pearson, Florida, and go camping, and uh, they're, they're very um they're all christians it's, it's a great group of people to be around and uh we we were talking one night by the campfire and you know we had you know our family had a great 2020 you know i know it's hard to say that with everything going on you know it was a, our first full year wi- with our business and thank god our business went well um you know our our marriage thank you yeah you can hoot and holler for that our, our marriage is great. Our, our relationships with our friends and family are, are awesome. We have a great youth group. We have people from the youth stepping up in leadership positions, Kenesha, uh, UV. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Give him a round of applause. Um, so it, it, it was exciting to see God move through the chaos and the tragedy that a lot of people will look back on of what 2020 was. So I wanted to focus on allowing God to reign in our lives. in in 2021 so I I think it was let him reign let him reign is is going to be the topic and I have three points to my message today that I think will allow us to to uh, refocus to to re-energize and and allow if if you let God be the center of your life moving forward into this year it will change your perspective it'll change your outlook and it'll change how you live it will it will so we're going to talk, uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is, is prayer, and this is something, you know, I, I, I've i done a lot of studying on this, and with all the studying I've done, it boiled down to a couple very, very simple things, because when Jesus went out and, and he was preaching the gospel, when he was preaching his word, he, you know, he wasn't going to the Pharisees, he wasn't going to all the religious and, and educated people, he was, he was doing it for everybody. He made it plain and simple, and I think, too often we over-spiritualize what God wants us to do. You know, what, what a relationship with, with Jesus looks like. I think it, it doesn't have to be as complicated as sometimes we make it. Um, and prayer. I think it's the same way. I think when we think about praying, you know, at least maybe, maybe you're not, you know, I'm not like you, but I, I always think of like, Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't have to be scripted. All right um there are prayers in the bible that that were put out that things that we should follow that we can pray um but let you know let's look at a so i googled it i love google my wife is the queen of google and my mom anything i say they have to google it she was just checking things the other day she doesn't believe me she's going to believe google but um so I, i was like well what does google say that prayer is so this is the the google version of prayer a solemn request for help help me jesus or expression of thanks addressed to god or an object of worship (laughs) i got that wrong um an earnest hope or a wish i don't know about you but when i pray it's not a wish if you want a wish i'll give you a bag of pennies you can go sit by a fountain you can wish all day (laughs) all right my prayer life to god not an object of worship my prayer life to god is not a wish and yours shouldn't be either now, we should have hope. We should pray with expectation, but but it's not a wish, and, and I think too many of us will, and you know, when I preach this, I'll tell you, I, I'm preaching to myself. So these are things that I have to remind myself of, um, and, and it's crazy the things that we have been able to do in our lifetime, right? We've been able to harness the power of the atom. We've been able to send people to outer space. We've been able to to view galaxies with these telescopes and, and see what's beyond what the human eye can see. But the basic thing, prayer, conversation with our Heavenly Father that was given to us in the Bible, we fail to harness the power of that. And, and if, if, if you don't pray often, if you don't pray daily, you don't pray multiple times a day, you're missing it. And I'm not scared to say that because I don't have to come up here all the time. But again, I'm saying it to myself because we do. We miss the mark so many times because that's what that prayer was. And Jesus was a great example of it. And we're going to get into that. Um, I wanted to say that prayer is so powerful that it will accomplish more than than you can fathom or imagine. And the good thing is with prayer, we don't have to do it alone. All right, The Holy Spirit was given to us as, as a helper, the paraclete. It's our helper. It was given to us by God when we've accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And the same Holy Spirit that guides us when we don't know which direction to go, the one that gives us strength when we feel weak, the one that gives us courage when we're afraid, is the same Holy Spirit that can help us pray. And in Romans 8, 26 through 27, the New Living Translation, translation, It says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Holy Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us, believers, in harmony with God's own will. Now that's good news. That means that if if you've accepted Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, there are times when Maybe you're too distraught or upset or frustrated or angry that, that you can't get the words to, to express it to God. You don't have to. That the Holy Spirit knows your heart. The Holy Spirit will work inside of you, and on your behalf, he'll go before God, and he'll, he, he knows what your heart wants. It's a direct line of communication between you and our Heavenly Father. Now, a couple things uh, that I want you to, to realize about prayer. We need to pray even when we don't feel like it, right? You're like, no. How many times have you woke up and, you know, you get through, maybe you pray in the morning. I, I was speaking to somebody in, about their prayer life. Well, I pray every morning. All right, what about, what about in the afternoon? Well, I already prayed in the morning. Well, well why don't you pray in the afternoon? Well, you know, they're so busy. There's so much stuff going on. I don't really feel like it. Well, it doesn't matter. We need to make time in our day to pray. Raise your hand if you've ever had an appointment that you didn't want to go to, but you went anyway. Everybody in here. If you didn't raise your hand, ooh, line in church. There's several appointments that I don't want to go to, and I'm like, ah, I got to go here. There's some customers that I don't want to go to. If you're listening, it's not you. Or if you're here, it's definitely not you. <laughs> serious, um, but but there are there are a lot of times when when we do things that we don't want to do in the world, but when it comes to our heavenly Father, we, we put it on the back burner. That oh uh, we you know I don't I don't feel like praying I don't well you know what we were instructed that to, to pray to cast our cares and concerns upon our heavenly Father, and and. The other thing about prayer, which, and I've caught myself doing this, we don't need those fake prayers, you know? Like when there's something that you really, that, that you need that's on your heart and you want to go to God, you know, and you're like, uh, Father, blessed be your name, you are, you are so awesome and great, I need this job. You know, you, you lead into this conversation with these things that you think God wants to hear from you. You know what God wants to hear from you? He wants your heart. He, wants, he knows. He wants your cares and concerns. He knows what they are. He wants you to, to vocalize them to him. He wants you to cry out to him. You know, and the other thing that people tend to do is they only cry out in crisis, in help, right? There was a, a I can't remember who it was, but there was a, a sermon I was listening to and the pastor said he was on a, a, a flight and he was sitting next to somebody and wherever he went, he was always talking about Jesus and he started the conversation with this person. And right away, the person was like, no, no, uh, all right. He even asked, the person even asked to switch seats, but the plane was full because um, he started talking about Jesus. And the person's like, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in I don't believe in Jesus. And the pastor's like, eh, and he, you know, throughout the flight, he didn't want to be annoying, but throughout the flight, he would bring it up. He's like, no, no, no. I I really don't want to have this conversation. they were flying into Texas. As they were flying into Texas, they hit really bad weather. And that plane started bouncing all over the place. The pastor said that person was like, oh, God, please. Please help me. (laughs) So when the plane landed, the pastor was like, I I thought you were an atheist. He's like, I am. He's like, I heard you praying to God. But that's how so many of us do. We wait until there's a time of crisis to have a conversation, you know? And and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that we shouldn't go to God in the time of Christ. We should. We absolutely should. That's where the power is. That's where we're going to get our our prayers answered. That's where we're going to change our outcome. But it shouldn't only be in crisis. And the other thing that proves is that woven into who we are because we were created by a creator, woven into what makes Rachel, Rachel, to make all these people, what's woven into us is a connection with our Heavenly Father. And that's proof. Because when people don't know what else to do, people are so overly concerned, thinking that they control every aspect of their life. When they don't know what to do, then they go to God. And it shouldn't be a last resort, it should be our first resort. One thing that, that we shouldn't do when we pray, and I am so guilty of this, is get distracted in our prayer. How many people have been praying, and I mean sometimes, I didn't used to, but now I, mean, I can go and I'll pray, and next thing you know, I, 30 minutes has gone by, but maybe 10 minutes of that was as I'm praying to God, I'm going before him, and, and I'm talking to him, and, and I'm going, and then I'm like, I, for, I forgot to do this guy's service. I got to call him and reschedule him, and uh, I got to, Caleb, you know, that test he has I got to study, for. and then I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I'm sitting here, and I'm, I'm, I'm praying to God, but it's easy to get distracted. That's our mind and our body, you know, our flesh, you know, that, that's tainted, Will will try to distract us and pull us away from that conversation we're having with our Heavenly Father. But what I have to remind myself of is if when I used to, when I I worked for a a large company and I would meet the the owner of the company, man, I was focused. You know, I was looking at him in the eyes. Everything he said, I'm I'm all right, what am I gonna say if he says this? And I am I am super focused. Think about if you were gonna meet the president, right? No matter whose president you wanted to meet, but think if you were gonna meet him. (laughs) Oh, look what I just started. I know, I know. But think about if you were going to meet somebody like the queen. We'll say the queen. Or you're going to meet the queen of England, right? But think of how focused that you would be, you know? And, and she's a, a ruler, but she's a worldly ruler. And we have the ability to go before the throne room of God every day. We shouldn't be distracted. And, and it's, it, it's going to try to happen, but you got, we have to maintain focus. So try not to be, di- try not to be distracted. So I did say pray even when you don't feel like it. So my other topic seems very similar, but it's pray when you least feel like it. Pray when you least feel like it. We need to understand that our will is involved with prayer, right? Our will is involved with prayer. And when, when we make a decision, all right, I'm gonna make an appointment in my calendar to pray, start with once a day, twice a day, whatever it is. When that appointment time comes up, there will be a million things fighting for your attention. Your children, your job, your career. The Dolphins game today at one o'clock. Go Dolphins, very important game, by the way. But all these things will fight for your attention. And there's always gonna be something in the back of your mind that's fighting for your attention. And you're not going to feel like it. You're gonna wanna put it off because you can. You know, you can put it off. It's just between me and God. He knows, he'll understand. He knows I love him. He does know that you love him. But he also wants you in this world to be focused on him. Focus on the kingdom and all other things will fall into place. We need to focus on our relationship with our heavenly father. Prayer is work. It's work. Because the world is going to be fighting, the enemy is going to fight against you to keep you uh, distanced at a relationship with God. He will, he will feed you things to keep you just happy enough that you don't need to, you don't need to go before the throne every day, multiple times a day. You need, it's work. You need to put the effort and time in to do it. I used to say when I was in, um, I used to use this uh, definition a lot when I, when I worked for this large company and I you know, had 20 people working for me. I would tell them, do you know what the dish, this ugh, the definition of self-discipline is? And I have one guy to this day, him and I are still really good friends. He moved to Seattle. He'll call me up and be really happy and share with me when he was able to use this definition of self-discipline, either to teach somebody or use it in his own life. But self-discipline is doing what needs to get done, when it needs to get done, whether you want to do it or not. And I used to use this in work because I used to tell my guys, look, you're not going to want to go up in that attic and you're not going to want to do this and you're not going to want to do that. and You're not going to want to do 20 stops a day. And you're not- you have to make yourself do it. Nobody's gonna be able to to do it for you. When I tell people all the time, the most important decision that you're going to to make in your entire life is you're going to decide whether or not you're gonna have a relationship with your heavenly father, and nobody can force you to do it. That's a definition that you have to make. Your parents can't force you to do it, the president can't, the queen can't, well, say the queen, the queen can't force you to do it. Nobody can force you to make that decision to enter into a relationship. You have to do it. Now there's five guidelines uh, to prayer. Oh, one thing I want to say is, um, so Billy Graham uh, said in one of his messages, said, when we are faithful and we keep our appointment with God, in those moments we will encounter revelation and some of our greatest answers to prayer. And it's being consistent and keeping your appointment with God. Being able to know your father's voice. The more you talk to him, the more you have this open communication, this conversation, you pour your heart out, the easier it will be for you to hear him when he wants to speak to you. And it might not, it's not, a, I've never heard an audible voice. I think that'd be a little scary. Maybe that's why he hasn't done it with me yet. Usually it's Rachel messing with me. But he will, he will speak to you in, in some form or another. You'll, you'll have a check in your spirit. You'll know whether you should do something or whether you shouldn't. So five guidelines to prayer. I've got so much to fit in, and so I might start talking really fast in a moment, but you're going to have to stay with Who's with me? <laughs> you're not? You can leave. I'm just kidding. So five guidelines to prayer. One, a prayer must be addressed to God through the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. When I go before the throne in prayer, I say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. There is authority and power in the name of Jesus Christ. And when we go to our Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus, it, it opens up the phone line. It be- yes, this is God. You know, it opens up that phone line, that line of communication. It says in John 16:23 through 24, the New King James Version. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Talking about when Jesus, had, you know, was crucified after. Most assuredly, I will say to you, whatever you ask the father in my name, he will give to you until now you have asked nothing in my name, ask and you will receive and your joy may be full. John 14, 13 through 14 says, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the father may be glorified in the son. That if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. We have to offer our prayers to the heavenly father in the name of Jesus. If not, grab your bag of pennies and go by the fountain, to wish. All right, go to the father in the name of Jesus. Um, two, prayer. Now these are things that you could include in your prayer. If, if you wanted some guidelines, right? Prayer could include thanksgiving and praise. Give, give the creator of heaven and earth the glory that you woke up this morning and breathed another breath. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for waking me up. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to talk your word, preach your word to these men and women, that it's good seed and may be received on good heart, good soil. Thank him for what he's done in your life. There You will be able to overcome struggles and battles and fights in your life by remembering what God has already brought you through. Remember what he's done for you already because it's it's easy in the storm to focus on the rain rain and the, the wind and the lightning and all that. But if you could focus back and look back and remember what he's already brought you through, that will give you hope and strength and courage that you can get through what you're facing now. You could repent and ask for forgiveness in prayer. I do that constantly. <laughs> Probably a lot more than I should have to do. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm sorry I gave that guy a mean look driving today. I've gotten a lot better, though. You could ask Rachel after service. My, my road rage has gotten a lot better. But you could repent and ask for forgiveness. Uh, you know, prayers could in- include intercessions. Pray for the church. Pray for the, the government. Pray for our leaders. Yes. No matter who's in office, pray for them. Some of your prayers might be a little different, but pray for them. We need guidance. We, this country was founded on a belief in God. We need guidance. Our leaders need prayer, some more than others. So focus, pray. Pray for the leaders or pray for your pastors. I pray for Pastor Mike and Don. Oh my, I was gonna say every day. I don't wanna lie while I'm up here. Almost every day, I try. I love you guys, but I try. Pray for your pastors, pray for the church. Pray for strength, pray for unity. Right. Pray for your community. And last but not least, and I think almost the, one of the most important, is believe that you receive it. There's so often, and I'm going to go through a quick testimony because I have to get on to the next topic. I'm going to go through a quick testimony. If you don't believe that you receive it, sometimes you won't. It says that you should, when you pray, you, you pray and know that, yes, it is mine. I have received what I have asked God for. Now, it might not be in the way that that you think it should happen, but God will answer your prayer. When we were up uh, at our uh, family's area this this, uh, last couple days camping at New Year's Eve, one of the family members, their dog, it's this little, watch your mouth, it's a Shih Tzu, and be careful when I said that. Um, it's a it's a little dog, and it's older, and it got scared from the fireworks when everything was going on. Now their property is on 20 acres, and it's in an area that's surrounded by other properties with 20 acres, hundreds of acres, and so it's just all forest. And the dog got scared and took off. Now we looked for that dog until 2:30 in the morning. We're out doing everything we can. I mean, it's just little black dog. No light. It did have a collar, but I mean, it was talk about the impossible. So we're all scattered out, except for Rachel, she was sleeping. <laughs> I'm going to hear about that later, but a, she had to watch Caleb. And she was tired. Your family watches, I'm sorry. but um, So we were out looking for the dog till like 2, 2.30 in the morning, flashlights, looking for this dog, calling this dog, and I'm out there walking. I was a little scared, of the bears and stuff that might be out there, but I was out there walking, I just had my flashlight, and I'm praying, and I'm like, I thank you that we are going to find this dog. I thank you that this dog is going to come back tonight. It's going to be a happy reunion. And in my mind, I pictured me finding the dog, grabbing it, walking into camp like, thank you, yes, I found the dog. That's, that's how I envisioned it happening. <laughs> well, it didn't happen like that. And so, you know, we were out till two. We didn't find the dog. It was cold. Next day it came by. We all went out again in the morning looking for the dog. Looked for it at night. Couldn't find the dog. And there are bears, panthers, there were tracks all around. There's bear scat all around the, the, you know, so this little dog, I'm like, man, this thing's got no hope. But then I, I caught myself, and I, I told myself, I've, I've prayed for this, and I believe that this dog will be found. Maybe not the way I, you know, I'm coming in on a white horse, <laughs> the horse rides up, I deliver the dog to them, everybody cheers. That's not how everybody does it. Anyway, so that's how I kind of figured that it would happen, but, and then, you know, Friday went on, no dog. Saturday was going on. We looked again in the morning, no dog. They're, they're sad, kind of ruined their trip. Now, they have to leave Saturday, and we had to leave Saturday. And I'm like, I said, God, I, I asked if we could find this dog. And I said, you know what? I said, I get it. Not when I want it. I'm not going to walk in with a dog and a whore. I get it I, on a horse. I'm not, I, I understand. I said, just allow this dog to be found so that they can have joy back. Because these people were distraught. It's like losing a family member for some of you. If you have cats and you don't understand, get rid of your cats and get a dog. So (laughs) I'm allergic to cats. I'm not a cat person. But anyway. But sure enough, we're packing up, getting ready to leave. They have to go. They're packing up, getting ready to leave. All of a sudden, we got a phone call. I hear we're kind of off. I hear everybody screaming and shit. I run in. They found the dog. They found the dog. I didn't get to bring it in, but somebody found the dog. But it was an answer to prayer. And we stood on it, and we believed that we were going to receive it. And you might be like, oh, it's a dog. God is faithful in the small things and he can be faithful in the big things. Whether you're praying for, for overcoming a sickness or a disease or, or financial problems or jobs or issues with people at school or work or whatever it is, God is faithful in everything. He is absolutely faithful in everything. We just have to be willing to accept how he's gonna deliver it to us. Amen? All right, Sean, could you help me out, buddy? Figured we'd do a little object lesson. Who wants to switch it up a little bit? Who doesn't want to switch it up a little bit? Who's not going to clap and, hoot and holler no matter what? Come on, y'all got a, You, Ashley, oh, thank you for being honest. Well, whether you like it or not, we're going to switch it up a little bit. And this is probably the time when Pastor Mike and Donna get very nervous watching me because <laughs> they don't know what's going to go on. And sometimes I don't either. Yeah, if you could just put that right up there. And then if you could grab all that stuff for me, I'd greatly appreciate it. All right, so you could just put those over here. Let me get a volunteer. I need a young strapping lad. Ryan. All right, you're going to help me out too, but in a minute, you stay there. Ryan, come here. Or I'll just say a strapping lad. I won't say young. No, okay, you're young strapping. Uh, yeah, you can put this over here. Either way, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Thank you. I know you see water. Bring out the fire next. No, just kidding. <laughs> thank you and those two white pieces of paper if you don't mind yeah and this is Ryan's bag by the way the pink one so i want you to do me a favor i just want you to take this marker I want you to, to write your name as neat as possible don't write the whole thing but just at the top write your name as neat as possible i said as neat as possible i'm a man i'm sorry but we'll have something to gauge it by okay it's not as easy and then if you could just pour me a glass of water yeah, you, yeah. I promise you, hold on. Don't run out yet. Sean, matter of fact, if you could lock the doors. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's not water. No, it is water. I don't remember God. Okay, so now what I'd like you to do, who, who has seen your husband or a man try to carry bags inside from the grocery store, from the car? Do we take two bags at a time? Do we take three bags at a time? What do we do? Take we take them all. There's actually a commercial with a guy with all the bags and he gets to the door and there's one the QB and he can't get his keys. I love that. So Ryan, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to pick up all of those bags. And I, I picked Ryan for this part because he's a very strong guy. If you, don't, if you weren't here on Christmas Eve, Ryan basically squatted me. I'm 230, he squatted me like some in each hand. Okay. No, he's showing off now. Said I was strong, All right, now do me a favor. While holding those bags, write your name. I cannot. Try. Try your hardest. Yep, there you go. Like that. Try not to spill my water. Oh gosh. <laughs> Come on. Write my name. Write your name. Oh. Write your name. No, keep writing your name. I can't. Come know. on. You can do it. You can do it. Yeah, you got to do it neat. Okay. Everybody give Ryan a round of applause. He moved my table. Hope we're still in the center. All right, now do me a favor. Pick up those bags. While Yeah, you can put those down, then pick up those, and you're going to pick those back up. This I'm just doing because I want to see him do it. Okay, now pick these up. This is another reason why he won't give up. OK. Now write your name and pour me a glass of water, please. I can't, it. You can do it. You can do it. Now, while he's trying to do this, no, while he's doing it, you can do it. Come on. I'll hold the table. So while Ryan's writing his name and pouring me, pouring me a glass of water, can we at least agree that writing his own name and pouring a glass of water for me should be a fairly easy task? Right? Get your pen. All right, can you pour me a glass of water, please? No. Come on. No, pour me you. a glass of water, Ryan. You can do it. You can do uh. all things. Come on. Just. It's we t- don't t- have much time. We're on a tie. I need you to, to help me out here. Here, I'll, I'll move that. There, you can do it. Come on. Is <laughs> happening? It happening? <laughs> I can't all right, twist all right. the bob, that's for sure. All right, go ahead and put him down for a second. I'll actually, pick him back up. Come here, Stephen Furtick, Jr. <laughs> so, this is where I got my, my dress code from this morning. Oh, yeah. See what we're doing here? Yeah. All right. This is far so, worse than Christmas, by the so way. We're gonna, so, here was Ryan's first time where he, he wrote his name. Here's his second time when he just had the Target bags, or the grocery bags. I don't know if I could say Target. And here's the last time when he was holding everything. And here's Ryan dying on stage. How it got worse, right? a lot harder for him to accomplish these simple tasks. So, give those to him. I know I make them look light. <laughs> okay, I write your name again? Oh, I got, I, can you get me my pen? I threw it on the floor, I thought I was done with it. Yeah. Write your name right under your first one. Right? <laughs> pouring of the water was not There's no way do <laughs> All right, pour me with water, thank you. I would love to. So. Look at the hard time that he had holding all that stuff. Look at the hard time he's having holding it right now. He couldn't even pour me a glass of water. But you know why? Because he's taken all those bags with him from things that have happened to him in his past. So these aren't just bags of sand, which I I was gonna use concrete, but I learned not to do that. I've done something like this before. It's sand. But this is this is anger, regret, humiliation failed relationships. This is uh, anger at coworkers, right? And when Ryan was trying to do it on his own, he couldn't accomplish a simple task, like writing his name. And, and that's what we try to do. You guys can have a seat. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> Sean, could you take this one? So, that, but that's what we try to do. We need to let it go. You need to let it go. Going into to 2021, we need to let all of these things go Anger. Regret. Broken and and torn relationships. Fear, anxiety. This is the big one. Ah, Failure, right? How many of us have failed at something? And what we will do is we will take, thank you, we will take all that baggage, we're gonna bring it from 2020 into 2021, and you're gonna expect 2021 to be different. Now what this great young man did up here represented what Jesus does. He's, he wants us to give it to him. He wants us to let it go. We cannot accomplish the simplest of tasks, simplest of tasks. Like speaking we can't accomplish the simplest tasks when we try to carry all this junk with us from our past and and there's times when we've and, and christians i think sometimes are more guilty of it than anybody because we know what the word says we have, have agreed we've surrendered to to jesus but we still want to carry our own bags oh i could do that i can carry those bags at least ryan said no i couldn't but that's in, the, in the, the world we try to do that. We need to give it, spiritually, we need to give it to God. Not letting go will literally kill you. So these are some um, quotes from the, I can't remember what health association, but they've done studies on mental health. It said, when a person holds on to past regrets, hurt, sorrow, anger, the body reacts by increasing their heart rate, blood pressure, releasing elevated amounts of certain hormones significant and accumulated stress can contribute to disease and eventually death. We are killing ourselves trying to take this stuff with us from day to day, month to month, week to week, year to year. And we won't surrender and give it to Jesus. Another study states that mental baggage is the tendency to think negatively about past or current issues that have not been resolved. How many of us have those? You don't have to raise your hand if you want but I just saw you, so I'm I'm gonna We all do, we all do. We all have things that that we carry with us that that affect the way we react to to people and treat people differently in the future, people that we meet. There is tension in the body that shows up, shoulders, necks, upset stomachs, headaches. Emotional baggage does feel like you are wearing or carrying a bag filled with emotions, but so many of us wanna bring it with us every day. We refuse to give it to Jesus. Why? Let it go. Give it up and see how differently you will react. See how different your future will look, how you'll act, how you'll walk. You won't be so weighed down, you'll be free. Why carry it with you when you don't have to? Leave it at the cross. Leave it at the foot of the cross. We're not designed to carry this baggage with us. That's not how God created us. We were never meant to carry this emotional, Baggage with us. That's why it, it weighs on our bodies physically. Ephesians 4 31 through 32 says, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with malice. And be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, as God forgave, even as God in Christ forgave you. Isaiah 43 18 through 19, the Amplified says, Do not remember the former things or ponder the things of past. Listen carefully. I'm about to do a new thing now that will spring forth. You will not be aware of it. I will even put a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Give it to Jesus. Let him carry it for you. Give me a napkin. Who turned the air off? I see what you're trying to do to me. Thanks, Ashley. Or Caleb's shirt. I don't know what this is. I'm glistening. Is that better? All right. Thirdly, last thing, and we're going to close in a minute here. Pastor Mike goes a little over, so I can go a little over. We're going to talk about investing. And I just see some of you right now got a little tense. Whoa, not doing that. I left my wallet in the car. I'm not just talking about investing financially. Psalm 90, verse 12, the New King James says So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I mean, I remember kind of my 20s. It's a blur. But, uh, and I remember thinking that I was invincible and undestructible and that I was going to live forever. And there was great humility when I realized that my days are numbered and that the things that I do matter to the people around me, not just to myself, but to the people around me. And so I made a conscious choice to invest not only just in things of this world like you, but in the spiritual world. I made an investment. I made a decision to invest. And our days are numbered. I'm not trying to be grim or morbid or anything like that, but it, it's, it's the fact. Now, people say, you only YOLO. You want to tell me what that is, UV? YOLO? Come on, you only live once. Thanks, UV. Leave me hanging out to dry. You only live once. Well, that's a lie. I'm a believer. My body will cease to exist here one day, but I will live on eternally in heaven forever. And the things that I do here matter. The, thing, the people that we can reach matter. And it's going to be fun at my house when we, when we go to heaven. We're going to have parties every day. Y'all better come over. You don't even have to ring the doorbell. You just walk right in. But the things we do matter. What are you going to invest in with the time you have left? What are you gonna invest in? Are you gonna continue to invest in worldly things that aren't going to make a difference? Because you can have the biggest house, the nicest car, the fastest boats. We're gonna leave them here. We are going to leave them here. You need to be smart about what you invest in. What's your focus? I'm gonna invest in, and what I'd recommend is investing in our relationships with each other. Yes, there it is. Good job. Nick is awesome. Give Nick a round of applause. <laughs> John 15, 12, New King James says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, I know that's a tough one because it's hard to grasp the love that Jesus had for us, that he was willing to go to the cross, cross, the cross, he was willing to go to the cross and, and to pay that price for us, for me, knowing the things that I was going to do. And he was still willing to go. What about each other? What are you going to invest in? Are you going to invest in each other? Are you going to love one another? Not even just the people, because a lot of us in this room have great relationships. I've gotten to know you and I love hanging out with you. I, am, I look forward to seeing you on Sundays and we do our life group, seeing you throughout the week. I mean, it's awesome. But what about the people that aren't here? Are, 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 we, are, we in, are we sharing how awesome it is to come here on Sundays? Are you sharing with other people how it's changed your life or are you too embarrassed? Sometimes I get like that. I'm like, ah, it'd be really weird if I said something to this person right here in line, you know, that Jesus left. But you know what? I'm over that. If God was willing to die on the cross for me, I'm willing to go out and Sacrifice my humility. Maybe get a little embarrassed. Maybe get a little uncomfortable. But to to drop the seed that into somebody's heart that Jesus loves them. I don't have to pray salvation prayer over them right there in the name of Jesus. You are saved. No, I don't have to do that. I have to plant the seed, and people along the way will water it. And one day, I will believe with all my heart that that person will come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm going to invest in people. I'm going to invest in my local church. I'm going to serve. Each one of you have a gift, a a skill, a talent that God has blessed you with that we can use to reach a community. Look at all the things that we get to do. We do outreaches and and we help people fix their house and their yard and and we love on people when they're hurt. And that's only because people give their, their time. We need you to give your time. We need you to invest in Faith Family Church. And if you don't want to invest here, go invest in another church. Sorry, Pastor Mike. But (laughs) invest. Invest your time into your local church, which should be us. Tithe. Invest your money. I used to be so concerned about my financial future that I was on the fence for so long about tithing. It wasn't until my wife was just like, do it, you big dummy. Something like that. And I I gave up. I, I tell you, when I surrender to, to God and I give up trying to do it on my own, that's when the miracles happen. And, and I don't have to work near as hard to get twice as much. And I continue to contribute. And we don't, I don't do it to get more. I do it so I can be a blessing to people. Have the right heart. Invest in your church. Invite people to church. There is a world of lost people out there that need to know the love of Jesus and they need an invitation. Some are wandering around in the dark and they need somebody to grab their hand and say, come here. And if they don't want to come back, fine. You know, that's on them. Give them an opportunity. Invite them. Lastly, and I'm going to close, we need to invest, uh, invest in our relationship with God. You need to invest in your relationship with your Heavenly Father. I'm going to say it again. You need to invest in your relationship with your Heavenly Father. You're carrying around all this junk. You're trying to do it on your own. You're trying to fix all your own problems. And you will not give it to God and take the time out of the day to, to talk to him. All day. Mom, man, I pray all day, especially while I'm driving. Just because I got some time, but people are challenging. It's hard to love some people sometimes. But, but you have to. You have to invest in your time. You're Invest in your time into God. Discuss your daily highs and lows. Yes, God knows. He knows what you're going through. Talk to him about it. Man, I, I thank you for Some some of the conversations I have, Father, I thank you for this customer today. They were really cool and really nice and I think we're gonna have a a great relationship and and they're investing in in my future, the business, so we can invest in the church and I thank you for that. But that guy on 95, God, what are you trying to teach me with him? Or the guy in the store or whatever it is, you know? Thank him for the highs. Ask him about the lows. Why do I feel this way? Your feelings will lie to you if you don't know. You know your feelings will lie to you. Your feelings will want to keep you sleeping in on Sunday rather than coming to church. And if you're coming on, even if you're online, if you're home and near Jamie's, congratulations. If you made it here, start off the new year at church, focusing on God, give yourself a round of applause. He wants you to converse with him with your highs and lows. He knows he wants you to bring it to him. Thank God for your blessings. Don't get so focused on your blessings that you forsake your time with him. Again, I preach to myself. I, I talk to these things about myself. Man, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I don't, uh, I don't know if I have time to. No. You know what? I'm going to stop. I'm going to focus on you because God will always give you enough time in the day to do what you need to do if you focus on him first. Oh, I don't have time. Then you're not focusing on the right thing. I hate to be the one to tell you, but it's truth. I only know it because I've lived it. You, can, you, you will do twice as much if you focus on God first than trying to do it yourself. Try it. I, I'm only sitting up here telling you because I know it and I've learned from experience. I did it the wrong way for years and now I want to tell you to make it easier for you moving forward. Number three, keep it fun. God gave us joy. Enjoy the journey. You could always pick something to be a, a puss about. I don't know if I made that word up. I think I heard it somewhere, but you could always find something to be upset about. Be joyful. People look like nobody wants to... You want to come to church Sunday? No. <laughs> do people want you at your church Sunday? <laughs> no. No, it's good. We do. We want you here. Um, keep it fun. And remember, you always have room to grow. If you think you know everything, you don't. If <laughs> You think you know everything, read the Bible. It, it will, will reveal something new to you every time you open it. It's a book that it's living it will ebb and flow and change as you change. You could, learn, you could hear the same message 10 times in a row. It'll speak differently to you every time. Last one, then we're going to close. Follow this general rule for your relationship with our Heavenly Father. Whatever I want, Pastor Mike says, the screaming memes, right? Me, 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 me. We're so focused on ourselves. Whatever I want for my relationship with God, I'm going to try to give more. Now I want you to hear me on this for a second because I, I, I was debating whether to put this in or not. You need to understand it doesn't have to do with your works, all right? Your relationship with Heavenly Father is based on faith. But we have work to do here, all right? What are you gonna choose to invest in? What are you gonna choose to do? What are you going to focus on? We want all these things from God. Why didn't you bless me with this house or with this job or with this relationship? I'm stuck with all these Guys or, or girls that frustrate me, why don't, you, why don't you give me this? Why don't you give me that? Whatever you putting in. Ow. Hurt somebody. Sorry. Love you. You don't have to work, but you, but you have to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, it's a faith walk, right? You believe in faith. It doesn't have to be proved to you because then it's not faith, but you're going to have to put some effort in the more effort you put in, the more you'll get out, I promise you. So what, what we're going to do, I'm going to close. And if you're online, I can't see you. Um, but we always want to give everybody. And, and I was thinking about how we're going to close. I'm going to do it a little different. I want to give everybody. Could you start playing a song, Lil? I want to give everybody an opportunity. Because there are people who are carrying things with them into to 2021. And I'll tell you. I personally, the reason I can come up here and preach this, the reason I can come up here is because I've lived it. I've experienced healing in my body. Knees, headaches. I've experienced it. And I know it's true. And there are so many people out there that that don't believe it. They don't experience it. Well, I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. It says we, we believe that we receive it when we pray for it. And it's not just physical. It's, it's emotional, it's mental. How many things do you need to be healed from? What do you have today that you wanna leave here at the foot of Jesus, the feet of Jesus? I know everybody's got something. So what I'd ask you to do is I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And this isn't just going to be a salvation prayer. This is for every man and woman in this room. This is for everybody watching online. Anybody that can hear my voice, Whether it's on the TV, your phone, your tablet, or in this room, everybody has something that they need to leave at the feet of Jesus today. Something that you need to be free from. Something that you need to to turn away from. Something that that you want to be better at. Something that you need to focus on. Whatever it is, I want you to, to put it in the forefront of your mind right now. I want you to visualize it, to see it. And it might be painful. It's okay. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. And I know I can feel it in my spirit. There, there are people here that are sad and they're tired of being sad. That there are people here that are hurt and they're tired of feeling hurt physically and emotionally. And we are going to leave it here today. God, it says are two or more are gathered, God is here in his place and God is walking up and down every aisle. And I want you to visualize whatever it is that you want to leave at the foot of Jesus and just... In your mind, give it to him. Put it out in front of you and he's gonna walk by and take it from you. And we are going to leave it in this building today. And when everybody is gone and out of this building and if you're online and you're doing it, I want you to cast it as far as the east is from the west. I'm going to pray when we're done, when everybody's gone and it will be banished from your life. But you have to believe that you receive it. The reason we picked this song is it says we need a move. And we need God to move in our lives and reign in our hearts if you want this year to look different than last year. And he's there, he's willing, he's got open arms and he's ready to take it. He's ready to take it right now. I feel people who are dealing with loss, who are dealing with loneliness. I feel people who are dealing with back pain, knee pain, and they're done with it. And we are going to leave it here today and be changed. Now, if you want, you can come up front If you want to be laid hands on, if you want to come up front, you can come up front. If not, you can just raise your hand in your seat. With every head bowed and every eye closed and everybody out there today, Father, we come to you in the precious name of Jesus with all authority and I thank you for 2021. I thank you for your church. I thank you for your love, your grace and your mercy, Father. And all these things that I have that I keep carrying with me into next year, I am leaving it at your feet right now. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if there is something that you wanna leave at the feet of Jesus today, I want you to raise your hand. Don't be ashamed, don't be scared, don't be afraid. Nobody's watching, but even if they were, it wouldn't matter, this is between you and God. Do you want your life to look different? Do you want your life to be different or you just wanna go about the same way that you've been going for the last couple of years? It's going to be different. There are hands all up all over this place and I know there are hands up at home. In the name of Jesus and the authority and power of Jesus Christ, we bind these things and we cast them as far as the east is from the west. That no weapon formed against us shall prosper. It doesn't say that it won't be formed, it says it will not prosper. And you know what? It's okay to cry, it's okay to release it. Get it off your chest, get it out of your mind and out of your heart. In the name and the authority and the power of Jesus Christ, we surrender it to you today, Father. There is freedom and strength in surrender, and we are done doing it our own way. We're gonna focus on you and love you, and you, and you alone, will make this year be different than the last. Repeat after me, Father, I surrender to you. I give it to you, and I thank you. For allowing your son to save me I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that I am saved by the grace and mercy given to me in Jesus Christ and all God's people said amen give yourself a round of applause I'm sorry I'm yelling but I am hyped, I'm excited I am pumped And this year is not going to be the same as last year. Whatever battle that you're going through, you are a conqueror. You have Christ Jesus by your side, and there is nothing that you can be stopped doing. Put your mind to it, and you can do it. I like that. I'm going to make a t-shirt. Put your mind to it, and you can do it. And it's going to say, with Jesus on the back. As an act of uh, respect, giving glory to God, we're going to take this time. If you are part of the church you want to give your, your tithes and offerings, and you can let that roll. I like that. If you want to give your tithes and offerings to the Father, if you want to do it electronically, digitally, I think it's all on the screen. It's back behind me. Invest. If you don't believe it, try it. You will not be sad. You will not be uh, discouraged. You will not be disappointed in what Jesus can do when you invest in him. So again, we're going to go before the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to invest my treasures into your kingdom. Yes, we receive it here on earth, Father, but we know that you will do spectacular and miraculous things with it to affect your kingdom. We thank you for it. We give you glory and honor, Father, in your beloved and most precious name we say it. amen. <laughs> guys, it has been an honor and a blessing to be able to come up here and, and, and to preach to you. I hope I can do it more often. You guys are great. And I'm going to go to the back. I'm going to hug on your neck. This is the end of this teaching. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay connected with our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv or like us on Facebook.